um, and then we'll we'll get into our message today. My kids call it yelling when I raise my voice. These are mom sayings. I call it motivational speaking for the selective listener. My mom would raise her voice and garage doors would open all over the neighborhood. But. My nickname is Mom, but my full name is Mom, 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 Mom. Mom, definition, woman who loves you unconditionally. Momster, what happens to mom after she counts to three? <laughs> silence is golden. Unless you have kids, then silence is just suspicious. <laughs> Listen to mom calling us so nicely. Doesn't she know by now we don't even respond until she's screaming like a psycho? <laughs> Some parents sing the cleanup song, but I just yell, I'm getting garbage bags. You better hope you can pick up your toys faster than I can. Show me a perfect mother and I'll show you a leprechaun riding a unicorn over a double rainbow with a fairy holding a pot of gold at the end of it. (laughs) Parenthood is the scariest hood you'll ever go through. (laughs) All parents think they're horrible, except horrible parents. (laughs) All right, well, uh, today I want to talk to you about winning in life. And we want to just, you know, everybody lives, obviously. Uh, We're all here, you're breathing or you wouldn't be here. We want to talk about winning in life. And I want to do it in a way that at least I enjoy my life. Don't you feel that way? We've all had times or seasons where it seems like we have just existed or we just kind of every day is the same, you know, almost that existence thing or survival mode. But I want to live in a way that that I can really say, you know what, this has been good. Uh, So if we're going to have uh, to live that way, then we're going to have to love God. We're going to have to love life and then live it God's way. That's really the only way we can do it. So I want to love my life that way. And I don't want to be just reactive. How many knows what that is? In other words, when things happen to you, we just respond or react because they're happening. But what if we were proactive? What if we could take something, we see this, or we could see something coming, and we could be proactive so that we wouldn't have to react to the way that the enemy would want us to do that? I want to live the good life. Turn around and give your neighbor a high five and say, we're going to do this. Life can throw you curves. We know that. And uh, so, you know, just like a tea bag, you put a tea bag, you don't really know how good the tea is till it's in hot water. And so sometimes life is full of hot water. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying anyway, this is a test. John 10, 10 says this, the thief's purpose is to steal kill and destroy my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life so god wants to give us something that's just satisfying and rich the enemy wants to come and take that away the enemy wants to ruin your good time now you know and that's just what he does he if you if he can't stop you from getting to heaven his primary objective this is to let you be miserable on your way there so you really can't enjoy your life and we want to find a way that we can enjoy our life And I want you to know that God is about people. He always has been and he always will be. He so loved the world that he gave. He is all about his kids. He's all about people. He's all about you and your kids because we're all his kids. So he wants us to enjoy life and we have to learn to get along with each other. Let's say it one more time. We've got to learn to get along with each other and uh, we have to be around other people. Now, that's tough sometimes, isn't it? Holidays are good. Some holidays you see some relatives, that's the only time you see them, and you're happy with that. Other times, you know, you get to spend more time with other people. But we need to understand 
how we can deal. If we want to win in life, we're going to have to be able to understand and help each other. Found out this, average people don't want others really to go beyond average because then that makes them look bad. Have you ever heard that before? Don't do that because then we all have to do that. You know, don't, don't, do, don't do that excellent because if you do that excellent, they're going to expect me to do it excellent. You know, that kind of stuff. And so sometimes we just have to look at, Lord, what is it you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? True tests of relationship are this, not only how loyal we are when our friends fail. Do you help them? Do you support them? Do you encourage them? Do you pray with them? But how happy we are when they succeed. That's a whole other flip of the coin. Not just being, you know, hey, we're there for you. I know this has been a tough time or this happened. I want to be there for you. But also when something good goes for them, maybe it's not going so good for you. Are you still their friend? Will you still encourage them? So ask yourself this question. Do I enjoy and believe in the success of my friends? Now, I'm talking about winning in life, but I'm telling you, this is really because we live in a in a world that's really a lot of self-centeredness. It's about selfies. It's about all the things that we do that we want to promote ourselves or or we want to feel good about ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself or being confident in who you are. That's all good. But what I'm talking about is this. Do we really have a outreach mentality like this? It's not just about me. When we are children, isn't this true? One of the first words we use as babies is mine. Mine, 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 mine. Even if we're not playing with the toy, that's mine. When Maddie was just a little kid, we'd get called back to the nursery. She'd be in timeout because somebody was playing with a toy that she thought about playing with. So she didn't want them to have that. That's mine. So we live in that, you know, and we had to teach you, this isn't just about you. It's about everyone how many have ever been in a group where do you guys want to eat and is it just me or does everybody have the same idea and we all say one thing at one time and we all go isn't that beautiful that never happens in my world does it happen in yours never happens in mine or guys don't you love that you pick you're being set up you go to that, you go pull in that restaurant. I don't want to go here. <gasps> anyway, there's sometimes in life you see people that just seem like they have gotten a, uh, you know, they've gotten a head start or it just seemed like everything fell right for them. And why is it not falling right for me? When I was a kid growing up, if you're a football player, if you remember Archie Manning, anybody remember Archie played for the Saints? He was a quarterback. He was a good quarterback. Now, I was not a big Saints fan. But Archie was a good quarterback. Well, he has two sons, Peyton and Eli. They both are NFL quarterbacks. I mean, those, these kids were just ingrained in football. So that's, I'm sure that's what their household was about. Um, and so they're all about football. So some people are like, oh, well, of course, their, their dad was Archie Manning. So you're going, okay, but Brett, I don't understand football. Let's, let's jump over to this. Joel Osteen's gotten a lot of heat because his daddy built his church, and then he ended up taking his daddy's church over. He didn't want to take his dad's church over, but, you know, people, oh, that was just handed to him. I would dare to believe you don't know all the things. But what I'm saying is this. Sometimes we have that mindset that we're just like, you know what? Because we start thinking, and remember, the enemy is one that is all about selfish. God is all about unselfish, and God is all about giving. And so we need to understand things aren't always as they appear. 
Can I just say this? We all deserve death. But Jesus went to the cross and died for you and me. Come on, somebody. I'm going to wake you up a little bit this morning. We all deserve a lot of things. But because Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to take care of that for you. I'm going to pay that price. That's an amazing thing. We're on a mission. We're after people who need a savior. This church is after people that have never been to church before. And after people that have been to church got hurt and then they don't know if they can go back to church. We'll take them back too. We don't care. We just want to say Jesus is out here and he's ready to help you. The Bible says God wants none to perish. Turn to two people and say none. <laughs> you know, we got people around us that they want us to, they're not really encouraging us to win, but they'll be glad to watch you lose. Here's our first thought this morning. Winning alone can be empty. Ever heard the phrase, misery loves company? Birds of a feather flock together. Sometimes it's hard to fly with eagles if you're surrounded by turkeys. <laughs> Sometimes, and again, it's that same mentality, you know, just, boy, if you just stay here, then that's, that's fine. But if you go up here, then are, is everybody going to have to go up there? Remember, again, the enemy's into isolation and God is into insulation. God wants to, to help you from the inside out, help you be secure, help you know who you are. Help you stand firm and be strong and be confident and be happy on the inside. Because you can fake a lot of things on the outside, but you need it on the inside. I want to stay on fire and be an encouragement to those around me. And when they do something great, I want to recognize it and be happy for them. I want to be happy about their win. Have you ever, that's where the real test is because sometimes they're getting something that's exactly what you want. Or something that you've been praying for, but they seem to have gotten it before you. And you want to be like, ah, I'm, I'm going to help you today. That if you can just be excited about them because God loves them, your win is coming. And your win may even be bigger than what you're just experiencing there. And many times our wins are because they're with us. And so we, we enjoy that more because we don't really understand all of what they're winning. We just need to be happy for them. I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> I like it when if I can notice somebody making great strides or they they do something and and most people don't see it but God has allowed me to see it. I like to tell somebody, man that was really great. I was on staff uh in Dayton and I remember being in church and and they always had to sit up on the platform and I would be up on the platform and and uh, some people came in late and we were singing a song and the person out there when these people came in and they just went over and said here's where we're at and here's what we're doing you know kind of thing didn't expect anything with that went back to their seat these people knew exactly what was going on well i took note of that and then that next week on monday i had the secretary send them a letter and just said you know i saw what you did i think god is happy when people do those kind of things. i mean and, and what i'm telling you is not about hey look what i did what i'm telling you is that's a win that's celebrating somebody you see god sees all those little things you might be saying, you know what, nobody's ever noticed those little things I did. Everybody notices the, the things I did bad or, or, or something that I screwed up. I'm telling you, God sees everything. Nothing is hidden from him, and he sees those good things. He sees your heart. He sees the attitude in which that was done. And you will, I want you to hear me, you will be rewarded for that. Even though you didn't do it for a reward, God will bless you 
for being kind and being obedient to him. Isn't it nice if somebody ever, if you've ever lost weight or been on a diet and someone come up and said, man, you've lost weight. You're looking good. What are you doing? You want to be like, I could just kiss your face right now. That's awesome. Because sometimes you can still, you can lose pounds and get in the mirror and go, I'm just thankful for clothes. You know, you know what I'm saying, but boy, when someone notices something that you did and you weren't really doing it for them to notice, you're trying, you're just trying to get ahead. That's great. Our next thought this morning, people identify with what they experience. Now, I, I, I had Mal put this slide up there because if you've ever been to Cedar Point, you ever been on one of those? If you've never been on one of those, you can only imagine what that looks like or feels like. But somebody that's been on that, they'll go, don't eat lunch before you go on that. Because that could be bad. But people can identify with, with, with what they experienced. If you've not experienced it, those that have experienced it, you'll be like, I know. You ever watch somebody come out of a ride like that? And they're like, oh, man, it was awesome. And other people are in line. Or, but you can totally mess with people. <laughs> you can come out of line and go, don't go on there. And they'll be like, I don't want to get on there. What I'm saying is people identify with what they experience. And what our, our issue in the world is more people identify with not making it than with those that do. Listen to what I'm saying. More people can identify with just this is just common. This is just what we do. This is how it is. You, you know, you, you go to work, you pay your mortgage, you, you know, you do this and you have no money or very little. And then this is what happens. And it's hard to identify with a, a small section of people who go, there's better than that if we'll follow the direction of the kingdom. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm great at it because we're working at that as well. What I'm saying is I'm finding the more and more I find from God, the better life gets. Proverbs says this, 3 verses 3 and 4. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. You'll find favor with both God and people and you'll earn a good reputation. That's an incredible uh, scripture. We can connect sometimes almost with failing more than we can with succeeding. And I think that can be dangerous if our perspective is wrong. Not everybody thinks the way we should. Sometimes we've been through life and, you know, if you kick a dog long enough, sooner or later he tries to bite you, doesn't he? And sometimes we feel like that. We've just been kicked or beat. And, we've, and so we, we don't always think level-headedly because we've been through some seasons and we haven't maybe had the recovery time. So I want you to win in life. So there may be some time where you need it. And I love what my wife's reading a book about just managing time, plotting out time, things that you need. And she functions different than I do. You know, I... There's things that fill me up. There's things that drain her down. There's things that drain me that fill her. Does that make sense? I mean, there, sometimes she just like, I just need to go. I need to go and I need to go to the mall. She might not buy a single thing at the mall, but she's getting filled up. I really don't understand that. Because I want, if I'm going shopping, I want to I wanna bag it, kill it, drag it, get it out and get it home. So I don't get all that. But, you know, sometimes to me, I need other things to fill me up. For me, I might, you know, hey, I need, I, I want to go to the gym or I want to go hunting. Or I want to go and that will fill me up. See, it's, it's different. And what happens is because we have not taken time to win in life, 
We've just taken time to be tossed to and fro at the enemy is doing. We've been taking time for him to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we are just almost mesmerized by this thing called life. We can't enjoy it. So all we do is snap. So we got to understand, sometimes we just need a little more therapy in areas. Success to, to others may be this. Success to them is... I need just enough. I need just enough to pay my bills, just enough to eat, just enough. I just need survival. I just need getting by. I think we've all been there. Sometimes that's that's fine, I guess. I mean, but there's other parts of us that are going, you know what? I want more than that because I don't want just enough. I, I want more than enough so I can help more people. But my perspective in a survival mindset and not a winning mindset is just, just get me. There's stuff out. I've, um, have you ever watched the movie Titanic? I'm not saying you have to watch that movie. I'm not saying there's things in there you don't need to fast forward. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is why did the girl not scoot over on the piece of wood and let the guy get up on the piece of wood? There was plenty of room for two people, but no, he just. I don't know. I don't know if that goes through her mind. I didn't even know why I'm bringing that up, but I'm just saying this. There's got to be more. If we, if we are expecting more and we're doing more and we're believing for more, then if God can trust you with more, what will you do with it? If you can help other people with it, and, and I, he still wants you to be blessed. There's no, nothing wrong with having savings and nice things. Just don't let things have you. But he wants you to help other people. Be open. What are your dreams? What goals do you have? Maybe that others have. What, you know, could you inspire them? Could they inspire you? Maybe they're fighting something that you haven't had to fight. You need to be a little more sensitive to that. Celebrate some small things. My mother-in-law's in the in the house today and just love her. She's an amazing woman. And and I remember in, in her family, you have nine siblings. Is that right, Charlotte? Seven. Okay, they grow. All right. Seven. But I remember her telling me stories where they took stale potato chips and had to put them in the oven just to crisp them up so that they could feel like they could eat them because they were just not, not so good before. And so she came through a lot of stuff, more of, of more poverty mindset and all that. And, and let me just say, I, I'm just saying things somehow along the way, she changed because she made up her mind. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to stay in this mindset. She decided that you know she wanted to drive. And I remember when she was like, she's going to drive. And I remember Kim saying, my mom's going to drive. And she goes, it's a big deal. I'm like, it's a big, she goes, yes. And so Charlotte went and she got her driver's license. And when she came back, we had made a cake up for her and tried to put a picture of her on the cake. You know, congratulations. Because to other people would be like, you're a full grown woman. Of course you should drive. But to her, big deal. Are you catching you got to celebrate some things just because they might not be a big deal to you. That was a big deal to her. And with that mindset of what she's come through, when I first started seeing Kim and ever, actually every day since then, some of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. One of the first meals she ever made for me were she didn't give me just one hamburger. That woman gave me two. 
and they were awesome burgers. Two burgers, I mean, all kinds of fries, all kinds of stuff like that. And I got my own bottle of Pepsi when Pepsi was in the glass bottles. And you could pop that thing and, and the little steam would come out. You know, that was awesome. And see, my sister's in here too because we grew up in the time where we never got our own pop bottle. If we ever got pop, it was the Night Wizard of Oz was on or the Christmas specials were on and we split it. Other than that, it was Kool-Aid or water. Kool-Aid is just, you know, water with sugar and some colored dye in it. You know that, right? (laughs) Kool-Aid, give me some Kool-Aid. But anyway, she gave me a pop bottle, and I I looked. I asked Kim, I said, "Who, who do I have to split this with? Because that was my mindset. I never got pop on my own. That was my mindset. And this is what Kim said, and this is what her mom and dad said. That's yours. You can drink that. You want more? Open the fridge. There's about six, seven, eight more in there, and we got more out here. Just go ahead. I thought I was in heaven. I'm like, this is awesome. Again, we can win in life if you're going to allow some things to help change you. God God doesn't put hardship on you, but he can use that hardship to help mold you. Here's the third thought. You're the hinge. What stops most people from winning often keeps them from being happy when others win. Because, again, we're, we're self-centered. We're more focused on, well, how come? What about me? That's not fair. I don't want to be captive. I want to move forward. I found out if I can just release that to God. I might not know all the, the details, but I can just give that to God, and I can start celebrating Because that's the hinge for happiness to come to me. You might say it's somebody else. It's somebody else to give me what they have or this or do that or do that. No, it is not. It is you. You are the hinge that makes that door swing. I could give you scripture after scripture, but I mean, there's just, you know, there's people that said, Jesus, let me go back and tell them. And he said, no, it's not going to do any good because you got to be under, you got to understand you're the hinge. You're the one that's like, you know what? Because it's you. Your faith has made you well. It is you. It is your belief. Jealousy, pettiness, critical spirit, insecurity, narrow-mindedness. We just we start letting the enemy just flood ourselves. We let strife in and every evil work, and we start working on this. Why did this happen? How did you take them away? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And we just build this bridge and this wall. And God wants to break all that down. Joe Larson, he's a professional speaker, said this. My friends didn't believe that I could become a successful speaker, so I did something about it. I went out and found some new friends. Sometimes that's what it takes. You got to get around people that are going to help you. Proverbs 12, 26 says this. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Proverbs 18, 24 there, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. If you're the smartest, the sharpest in your group, you are the top of the line in the group that you hang out with, you're the, you need a new group. Because you got nobody to push you. you got nobody to draw you. you got nobody to pull you up higher. And there's nothing wrong with you helping them get up. But see, many times if we're not careful, we just like, hey, that's right, I'm top dog. That's right. 
but we need to be helping others make that climb. That's one reason we like growth track because it helps people take the next step. Are you helping somebody take the next step? Somebody that just came and found Jesus, will you help them take the next step? Will you, will you show them how much he cares for them? If the extent of your friends are Larry, Curly, and Moe, I want you to find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John or somebody. Our last thought for this morning, real true friends are friends for life. The people who are for you will stay with you. Now, Kim and I have friends that we're not in contact with maybe once or twice a year. If we're in contact with them then. We can even go two years or whatever. But the moment we talk to them, it's almost as if we have talked to them the day before. Does that make... I mean, because they have just been good friends. They will celebrate wins with us. I mean, we've moved on in ministry. They live in a whole other city in, in, in the state of Ohio, that kind of thing. But they've been good friends. But friends that are really true friends are going to be happy when you succeed, and they're going to be there when you don't. They're not going to love you. Listen to me. It's not based on what you do or what you don't do. wonder where that model got. That's from God. While we were still sinners, he died for us. Why, why we were, before we, you know, he, that's what is amazing. This is his blueprint. He doesn't, he doesn't base what he loves you on, on your performance, on your past. He just loves. It's just who he is. Can we be like that? Can we do those kind of things? I, I like celebrating things. One of the things, and I know we're honoring mothers today, is when our kids were growing up, we would make little celebrations, little things that she, she came up with. We, we did every time, the, the, every one of our children, when they got their first tooth, she had a first tooth party. By the time it got to Maddie, Maddie was all excited because Mal had already told her, oh, you're going to have a first tooth party. And so she would she'd make this big cake and we have this big celebration just because the kid got a tooth. And instead of pinning the tail on the donkey, she would draw some big kid with a mouth like that. And all the kids had teeth and they went and stuck them on, on the mouth. You know? And the kids, I mean, as corny as that sounds, loved it. And even as they got older, they're like, mm, but you know what? They wouldn't have it any other way. We celebrated those things. We celebrated small things. When the kids learned to ride their bike, we celebrated that. You know, they told me, we can't, Daddy, don't let go. You keep your hand on the back seat, you know, and all that stuff. The first person I taught to ride bike was, the worship leader was Mal. And I remember teaching her, and I, I, I actually pushed her in the grass because I thought if she crashed and burned, at least... The grass is safer than the blacktop. And she did. She, she crashed and burned, and she finally rode like four or five pedals, and then, boom, she went down pretty hard, and I watched that little body, you know, fly and hit the grass, and, you know, and then I'm like, ha. Ah. And then she gets up and goes. Kids will do great things, and sometimes they'll surprise you because you'd never be like, don't do that. We took the kids sledding one time, and it was a massive hill. I mean, just, and there was, I mean, teenagers, adults and stuff. It was crazy steep. It was fun. If you were a, 
a youth, man, it, would been, it was a great deal. They had built ramps to, so you could hit it with a, your sled or one of those little round saucers and you could fly like wide world of sports, man. It was, it was amazing. We got up to the top of the hill and I don't know if Mal remembers this. There's, there's Zach and Mal. And I'm like, where's, where's Sam? Sam is sliding on this rubber round whatever plastic thing heading right for that ramp. And I can't get to him in time. I mean, he's on his way. And I think Mal said, there he goes. <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's, there's teenagers, there's people over there. And, th- and Sam is like a bullet. I grab a sled and run and dive on it. And I'm like, boom, boom, trying to catch him. You know, like that. I watch my son is like in slow motion, hits that thing. And he's like, whoa. The sled goes this way. And Sam's like, oh, you know. And he, come, he has a hold of it and somehow comes down on the sled again. Boom, bounces up like that. And I mean, all of the teen ever, there's probably 15, 20 teenagers. They're like, yeah, man, little man, you're rocking. And I'm thinking, he's dead. I'm trying not to hit the ramp. Sam rolls over, gets up and goes, yeah. I'm just like, oh, first thing I wanted to say was don't tell your mother. <laughs> but no. I mean, just an incredible, sometimes life is like that, but you know, I was like, Sam, I'm so glad you're okay. Don't you ever do that again. <laughs> Celebrate some things. So let me just give you a couple, I mean, we've, we, we've got our points here, but what is it that stops us from winning? We would might call it the green-eyed monster, but it's basically, it's just jealousy, because it's not happened to us. But it will. So how do we defeat that? You know, when something happens to somebody else and you're just like, eh, I don't want that to happen to me. Can I just tell you, I, I said it last week, but I, I feel like the Lord wants me to put it in here again. Praise. We got to praise. That's what defeats the, just, you know, when we don't like it because somebody else succeeded and maybe we didn't get it as fast as they did or, or it's, isn't it our turn yet? And we get all these questions, we, but you need to start praising. Because the enemy wants you just to go crazy. But I'm telling you, don't go crazy go crazy just start saying thank you god and you might be like i mean in the middle of the store i don't care where it's at you don't have to do it completely like you know like what is the matter with them but do it whatever you want father i thank you sometimes stuff doesn't work out and instead of like oh, i'll never get this thing fixed i should turn that around i should go crazy father i thank you that i'm going to figure this out or God, thank you for blessing them. God, I just rejoice in that. But Brad, I don't feel like rejoicing for them. I'm not asking about what you feel. I'm not asking about your emotions. I'm talking about your obedience. Father, I thank you that you love them just like you love me. And so God, if you're blessing them, that's awesome. That's awesome, Father, because I rejoice in that because I know you're going to be doing whatever I need to be doing. Because God, you're amazing. And you need to just start praising him for his goodness. You got to put your praise on and thinking it won't get it done. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. Saying is this covenant. You got to remember that. I got to speak some things out. Father, I thank you for them. But, but Brett, they did me wrong. God, I thank you. It seems like they're getting blessed. But you know, it doesn't matter. You know, the end of the, you know, everything beginning and end. So God, thank you. And you can just, I praise you, Father. I put it in your hands. I trust you. Thank you, God. You know exactly. And you love them. So, God, that's all good. So I, I'm thankful. And you just begin to speak things out. Don't undermine them. Don't ignore. 
just speak positive. Life is better in a community of people who you love and they love you. We love that life change happens in small groups. Success is achieved with others. Lessons are learned from others. Weaknesses are strengthened. You can get strength if you're having some trouble. They can help pray for you. Servanthood is tested under others' leadership or under yours, depending on how it is. Influence, um, you can give your best to others. Legacy is left to others. However you want to slice that. Somebody said this, the worst part of success is winning and trying to find somebody to be happy for you or to celebrate it with. If we could learn to celebrate each other in just what God is doing, you're going to find yourself happy. You're going to find yourself winning. This is a block where the enemy gets us to stop. So I'm, I'm asking you, are you being that kind of person? Are you being a winner with that mindset? Would you bow your heads, please?